welcome to Over a Couple of Drinks. I am Bill Henning, your host, and I would do a fancy intro for our co-host, but he's telling me we have to get down to business to defeat the Huns. Welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Birch. Yo. You know, I always expect you to say more, but I don't. No. Nope. I don't. Okay. Moving on. Uh, our man behind the curtain. Uh, I'm not saying he is the Easter Bunny, but I've never seen him in the same room as the Easter Bunny before. So you can make your own conclusions. Welcome to the show, Mr. Ben O.B. Griffiths. I wish I was the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I, we'll get into that later, because that's, <laughs> that's a curious thing to go on. And our special guest this evening. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to be true. true, Real, real talk here. Um, if I saw her out in the rain, starving, hungry, I would not throw burnt bread at her because then that's burnt muddy bread and that's just disgusting. So welcome to the show, Miss, Miss uh, Anna Trippiano. I truly don't know how to take that. I don't, I have no idea what that means. I, I want to say I feel good about it. So thanks. I don't know. I don't know. And, and faithful listener who, who doesn't exist. You're probably saying to yourself, Bill, you said Chris Miller was going to be on this week. Well, Chris Miller was unavailable, so we got Anna. Oh. That sad. came out way harsher than I needed to. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So sad. We but are... we are just as happy to have her. Yes, we are, and we're losing our street cut because we got a girl on the show. Oh, no. Oh, my God, this is the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. The Guys, first... We, we, listeners, we know females. Yes, it's true. <laughs> we're targeting a new demographic. <laughs> We're gonna get popularity is gonna go up. <laughs> it can only go up from rock bottom. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, what are you drinking tonight? Birch, Red Apple Ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was oh, given like a uh, uh, six pack of them uh, two days ago, and I'm still gunning through them. They're good stuff. LB, huh? what are you wino? I was going to have Red's Apple Ale, but I was too lazy to walk across the parking lot to the nearby liquor store. So instead, I'm drinking uh, Pink Moscato. Nice. Mm. Yeah. It's it's very delicious. Now, Anna, what did you rate for my fridge? I, I, rate, I just want to call it Bill's Beer. I don't think it's important what it is. I'm just drinking his. I didn't, I didn't purchase it. It's uh, Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy, and it's, it's delicious. Well, you took away the mystery just well, then. You know, you know what? Uh, <laughs> this is me not giving a fuck. Okay, welcome I'm to my just... podcast. <laughs> All right, good to know. Good to know, Birch. Why don't you break down what's on tap? Breaking down. So we've got Deadpool. Ugh. that's my reaction already. So a little preview. Um, we have some uh, news with the news you can use. We got some uh, DC movie news. We got some Super Troopers too. Um, I don't know which of these are. News you can use and which are the regular topics. So I'm just going to run through them. Super Troopers 2, some Ghostbusters, Bond, Avengers 3 and 4, some Title, uh, Mulan, Arrow is Casey Jones. Woo, topics. Oh, here we go. That's where the, the topics are. <laughs> yep. uh, we're going to do Hunger Games, <laughs> SNL, Anna Kendrick, TV comedies, comedy game show. And we're going to review, wrap it up, and have some fun. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, that's it. Yeah. Any questions, everybody? So if you don't like any of that stuff, stop listening. Yep. <laughs> no, just just keep listening. We need the just, No, fast forward. We I'm sure we'll find something. Oh, we I shouldn't tell people. The more we get drunk, the weirder shit we'll get. Don't worry about it, people. So let's start with things you can use. LB, why don't you pick a topic you want to discuss? I want to talk about, what is this thing? Oh, yes. Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm. So who hasn't seen the Deadpool 
I, I haven't. haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Define the Deadpool. Movie. I don't. Yeah, that was the 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 new the new Ryan Reynolds in action Deadpool video. Okay, so the 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 announcement. The um, announcement. So okay. So Birch, why don't you break it down? Yeah. So basically, April Fool's Day was a pretty, in general, stupid day. Um, <laughs> lots of news that was obviously bullshit. Um, but there was one announcement on Twitter. Uh, one of the things that in the new Deadpool movie, which is coming out next February, uh, one of the things that's been in discussion for a long time is whether or not the movie will be rated R or PG-13. Ryan Reynolds has been very public about pushing for an R rating because he wants he thinks an R rating would capture the essence of the Deadpool comics better. Um, and he, they announced on April Fool's Day, no one was really thinking about what day it was, but they announced on Twitter that it was in fact PG-13. And Ryan Reynolds was kind of like, I'm kind of giving in here. They want to make it more marketable, et cetera, et cetera. Disappointment sets in. And there's a video released later that day of Ryan Reynolds talking to an interviewer. Uh, and what was it, Mario? Who was it? Mar- uh, Slater. Slater from Saved by the Bell. Yep. LB, sure. Mario um, Lopez. Mario Lopez. That's it. Okay. Um, sure so he's that? talking to him, and basically he's saying... Hey, I'm really glad that you guys went with PG-13. He's talking about how marketable it's going to be and, you know, family film. And in the background, ever so casually, Deadpool, full costume, Ryan Reynolds in costume, walks into the studio and just knocks him the fuck out and goes, fuck you, Slater. Deadpool's rated R. Deadpool's officially rated R, and they punked all of us, and I couldn't be more excited. Plus, we also got our official, like, first look at the costume in action. So, yeah, that that's about it. Yeah, can't believe we're really that. happy. Yeah, no, no. Um, my only concern is that it is rated R because I'm one of those people who goes, you know, Deadpool can work as PG-13. A lot of people freak out about that because they're like, no, Deadpool needs blood, guts, and gore and swearing. I'm like, yeah, but he's also a very meta character that knows he's in a movie, and you could have a lot of fun with the idea of his cuts, his like gory, bloody scenes getting cut down and him putting them back in with color crayons. Or the idea that like uh the the voice inside of his head that's a narrator says you only get one f you only get one f bomb don't don't spoil it so he has like a don't waste it. he has like a rage meter slowly growing up to using the one f bomb that he can in the entire movie <laughs> like sometimes you know the restrictions build uh more fun but you know whatever uh here's another tweet from Ryan Reynolds actually from that same day that I forgot about he says February twelfth there will be blood guns. F bombs and graphic, expertly lit French unicorn sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the video is pretty great. Uh, the costume looks great. The mask is vividly red that it almost looks fake, but it isn't. It still looks fake. It's... Like the picture looks fake. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, and he looks like um, he don't he like he he dropped a lot of weight. He looks really skinny. Yeah, which is funny because he's been, if you've seen pictures of him out of costume, the dude is buff. Like, he's been working out. And I was like, oh, where'd that, where'd all that go? Because he just looks kind of skinny. So that's Deadpool. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm generally excited. This is, this is great, okay? There's no, there's no big deal. Anna, what do you want to pick from news you can use? This is the, the top part, right? Yeah, the top part. I want to pick Mulan. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. okay. I don't. I have. I have no idea why she's on here. <laughs> oh, let us explain, Bill. You okay. want to take this one? Do I? No, I want to hear you take it because you have such an angry passion towards it that I just love. 
Okay, so we're on a roll with Disney sucking its own dick. Um, <laughs> and basically, they've decided that they're so smart, they can make so much more money if they just release every movie they've ever made as a live-action remake. Okay, alright. Mulan is the live-action remake that they just announced. Yeah. Um, on top of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't tell you about that one. <laughs> Surprise, <Huh>? motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse me, how? Uh, it's going to be a live-action Winnie the Pooh, and it's going to be about a grown-up Christopher Robin going back to the Hundred Acre Woods to confront his fucking schizophrenia. <laughs> I wish, if that was real, I'd go see that. Qu- question. It's actually about him as an adult going back to the Hundred Acre Woods. Qu- qu- question. Yeah? Is Christopher Robin played by Christopher Walken, or is Christopher Walken, Christopher actually, Walken no, playing I Winnie the Pooh? By, um... Yeah, actually, yeah. Christopher Walken or Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the two. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Winnie the Pooh, I'm here. Where's Eeyore? Where's Eeyore? Where's Piglet? Get to the chopper! They're gonna go back and Eeyore's finally hung himself. Um, Oh. (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. So yeah, they're doing that. They're doing uh, Mulan. They're doing Dumbo, which we talked about last time. They're doing Jungle Book. They're... Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. These are all confirmed? Yes. These are all confirmed. And the uh-huh. the worst part is about four of those have been announced in the last like month. Yeah. So that is, I'm just that is afraid over the top, happen. super ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's because literally Cinderella apparently did really well. I didn't see it. I but... didn't see it either. I heard it was great. Which is it's cool if it was good. It's just I feel like I just don't want them to do this to all of their movies. It's yeah. so and I mean I I was talking to somebody and it, all he said was that he wanted to audition for Shang and I'm like you're not you, you missed the point. <laughs> I don't know I mean who's going to be oh Christopher Walken as Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too like the whole point is that Disney already takes the stories and just like bastardizes them. You know what I mean? Like they they just rewrite them to be what they want it to be. And so to make a live action version of a story that's already incorrect is they're gonna re-bastardize they're gonna it. Re-bastardize yeah, it. Is, is ridiculous uh, but of all the things I think Mulan could really be good if they undisneyed it yeah I mean that's fair you can always hope for I have my, I no I don't have my faith in them but I'd like it to, I'd like it to happen Does, anyway because I mean we're, we're still waiting on uh, what was it for Beauty and the Beast Guillermo del Toro directed Ron Perlman will be the Beast, Selma Blair will be Belle, and then we'll just rewrite it as Hellboy 3. Yeah. And yep. break. Okay. Uh, so oh, yeah. and uh, who was Gaston was um, the guy who was, like, born to play him. Shit. What's his name? Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, there's news we can use that we didn't put on there. Bruce Campbell uh, in Hold his on. new TV show. Let's get to that oh, in a second. Didn't... First, okay. can I just say something? I yeah. want to say it. You, you stopped the show, so go ahead. Yeah, Okay. Uh, live action Mulan. They got to bring back Donny Osmond. Oh yeah, oh, that would be yeah. Yeah. end of story. Yeah, he, yeah, he does fair. need to get back to business. All right, he needs to defeat those <laughs> Huns. Uh, so yeah, no, we didn't put it on here because I actually forgot about it. It was released yesterday, I think. They released a live, no, live action, <laughs> a uh, moving poster of the Stars TV show Ash versus the Army of Darkness. Oh, no, I no Evil about, Dead. I read Evil about Dead. this. Evil Dead. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell's back. Cool. So, it's supposed to be the sequel to Army of Darkness that we never got. Kind Does it look same. good? I, I didn't look we, at the poster. We didn't. We, I mean, it's just a poster. We didn't get anything okay. else. So. Oh, I have to look this up now. 
<laughs> uh, Lucy Lawless is going to be in it. Cool. Uh, and that's all I know about it. Uh, other than that's Sam Raimi's back to cool. like produce. And said Sam and Ted Raimi are producing it, and Bruce is producing it, and Bruce is in it. So I'm there. I watched so many shitty movies with Bruce Campbell in it. It's not even funny. Uh, that's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something. I don't know what Anna or LB have seen, but I know Birch has seen it. Let's talk about the Spectre trailer. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did, Anna, did you see the Spectre trailer? No. Why did we bring you on this show? I don't know. Truly. I don't either. What have We're I done? There. We're getting there. there. We're getting there. Birch, break down the, the awesomeness of the trailer. Um. So they dropped a Spectre trailer this or we early this week and uh it's i was surprised they dropped one so early because i feel like they just started filming like a couple months ago yeah they, they but, i felt like they just started filming and also it's released this year this year november that's yeah, crazy they're, they're moving right along and um which no is fucks great. are given nope um and this trailer like not only does it it throws back to like the whole series like it immediately starts off with them mentioning that they found items that were recovered from skyfall and um, Mr. and then White he goes. Mister White is in it. Who was, yeah. if no one remembers, I'm sure nobody does. Is he was the head of Quantum from the first two movies? Was he the head of Quantum? I thought. What's his face was the head of Quantum. Well, it was implied, and okay. they never really talked about it much. He's the uh, asshole at the end of one of, of Casino, and the beginning of Quantum, Quantum. Yeah, who gets shoved in a car and then shot at. Mm-hmm. So he's in it, and then we get the best shot of Christopher or no Christoph Waltz in shadowy darkness he might as well be stroking a cat yeah sitting at his table surrounded by evil henchmen talking to Bond in his awesome Christoph Waltz voice and he's like hello James I've been I can't do it but like no, we've been waiting it was, wait- <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> we've, we've been waiting for you kind of thing and it it's I, th- I feel okay well my thoughts well what are your thoughts what do you think about the trailer um I'm one of the few people who still loves every Daniel Craig film. I mean, yeah, Quantum of Solace was kind of weak, but that was because of the wider strike. So, but all things considered, it's still not a bad movie. No, it's just not the best one of the series. It's better than almost every single Pierce Bronson movie ever made. Period. Um, yep. It just this is everything. It, this did what it did. It got me really excited. It showed me enough. Brought in Spectre in a way that goes, oh, this is harkening back to all the old stuff. And yep. more Daniel Craig kicking ass. I'm on. Yep. I'm I, on board. The, the cast is amazing. Hands down. Amazing. Danny Craig, uh, Ray Fiennes. Uh, oh, yeah. Ray Fiennes is back. Is yep. 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 I mean, just those three right there is like you've already sold yeah. me your ticket. All right. I just you inject it into my veins, please. Please. And then there's the rumor that it's going to end on a cliffhanger that leads into part five. For it. Yep. 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 I'm for it. Again, so. me saw the two. Dead weight. We're just carrying this whole show. Put it on our back. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, I'll talk about it, but it's not going to be good. No, we're, no, we're, we're getting there. We're, have, <laughs> have you listened to our podcast? And we're just going <laughs> to hand it over. It's going to um, be great. No, nobody listens to this podcast. I Don't listen. shoot us down like that. I will shoot us down. I brought us up. I will shoot us down. <laughs> created you. I have created. I am, I am Victor Frankenstein, and this podcast is my monster. I will burn it. Mm. Oh, wow, this got super dark. Yeah, that did for a second there. 
That's because um, I'm out there's of a new, There's a new Frankenstein movie <laughs> coming out, if anybody would like to know. Um, it's coming out next January. Shut up. It's got Harry Potter in it. He's playing <laughs> Igor. Harry Potter's playing Igor and not that. <laughs> and Professor X is playing Victor Frankenstein. All right, let's talk about something LB posted on here. The Avengers 3 and 4 news. LB, take it away. Oh, yeah. So Joss Whedon not, doing, not directing Avengers 3 and 4. Instead, it's being handled by... The Russo brothers? The brothers Russo? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to see yeah. it. You're out? No, no, no. Really? no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Do you, do you know what else they did? No, tell me, LB. They did the uh, the uh, Captain America movies. At least, I don't know if they did the first one. They did oh, Winter Soldier. And I they're didn't doing... like the Captain America movies. You didn't like Winter Soldier? Huh? Winter Soldier oh. was awesome. I didn't. Okay. Well, then you're out. I'm out. <laughs> well, I guess you can't. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm gone. I'm nope. Okay. I like his reasoning behind it. Like he said, he it's too many characters for him, which is like it's fine. I think he, it's fair. I mean, he was like basically he said this one wore him the fuck out. Yeah, and he kind of wants to get back to like his other projects. It, it's it's great because they just released a featurette of all of the behind the scenes stuff from this Avengers of the cast screwing around, and it's hilarious <laughs> where they just go, yeah, we we wore Joss out pretty hard, and it shows everyone holding on to like Chris Hemsworth's like belt buckle and him shuffling them around the entire like set it's hilarious i want to just hang out on that set mm-hmm. for a day it'd be the best thing ever and i'm not saying that because i could get close to chris hemsworth's pecs and put... i'm straight <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying even blind people yeah true. even blind people find that man attractive that man is gorgeous he is gorgeous yeah okay good move on <laughs> we, we did come to a conclusion yeah uh, yep. that man is gorgeous gotcha is there anything else you want to bring up about that, LB? I mean, I just think it makes sense with the the Russo brothers doing a civil war. I mean, obviously the universe, the world that the Avengers three and four are set in is going to be a little darker, a little different than yeah. the world they're in now. So it just makes sense to have the same people moving that vision forward. As much as I love Joss Whedon, he's more of a listen. Uh, he's going to take it, that Marvel money and he's going to fund <laughs> Firefly season two. I believe in I mean, him. Yeah, I mean, obviously he can do dark Dream stuff on. without a win, Dream but... <laughs> I hope. I just no. hope. We're, just, we're hoping. Heard it here. Confirmed. <laughs> Firefly Season 2. <laughs> you heard it happen. first, folks. <laughs> we're calling that shit out. <laughs> it's our dark horse. <laughs> Hell, X-Files got renewed. Why not Firefly? Oh, I heard, I heard oh, that oh. they're trying to bring back the, the Muppet show. Uh, I'm for no it. way. Because, yeah. because what was it? The the one in the 90s, Muppet Shows Tonight? I lo- I watched that every week. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, they're trying. So if they can bring Muppets back, they can bring Firefly back. Wow, I did not hear about that. Here, cool. Here's the thing with the Muppets, though. Just real talk. The Muppets will never go out of style. Ever. That's a bold statement. They're awesome all the time. They almost <laughs> did, unfortunately, I feel like. But That's then, what their, their first movie, revamped movie, was about. Though. Yeah, because, like, it. all they had done was, like, that oh, shitty oh, Wizard of Oz movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw it. I saw it, like, three times in theaters, and it was awesome because was the Muppets awesome. will never go out of style. No, I thought the new movie was great. Yeah. I thought this, I thought the newest Muppet movie was not so great, but I, I, I was not see that. Tina Fey kind of helped it. But, well, she did, but Tina, it was still. I feel like Tina Fey, she takes too much upon herself and. She can't carry everything by herself. She's only one woman, damn it. She's got a lot going I mean, her new show's out. Like, she's got a lot going on. She's, she's, she's amazing, is what I'm saying. She's, she's great. She's great. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about 
Avengers three and four, and then we got into Firefly, and then Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. That's that's where we went off the rails. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> that man. Mm. Yeah. That man. Okay, uh, let's talk about Super Troopers two. So when I put this on our thing to talk about, they started a Indiegogo, which is the Kickstarter for movies, which is what uh, Con Man was done with. And uh, within a day, they got funded. So we're going to get a Super Troopers 2. I don't know how I feel about this whole Indiegogo, like private funding thing for movies. Like I'm sure you guys have have discussed, but I just feel like, I don't don't know, I don't love it. I didn't, I wasn't here when we talked about it last time was brought up with the con man but uh as a as a guy who's into gaming and computer gaming and seeing the woes of kickstarter and um well, what is it called green light program on steam and early access this whole crowdfunding thing is really sketchy at times yeah yeah because there's nothing guarantee them to do the show or anything they can just take their money and go Granted, with something like this, they were going to get their money regardless because there's a lot of people going, man, I could use more Super Troopers. Well, I just, I guess I just feel like when you turn to crowdsourcing and like um, looking at the public to say, fund this movie, what we're not seeing and what we're not, I guess, well-versed in is like, okay, where's your, your budget? What's your plan? Where's your, like all this stuff that goes into making movies and I, I like the idea that the public can demand a movie and then fund it and get it made but I also just feel like I guess more responsibility needs to be taken on the people who are looking to make the movie and make sure that the like the public knows okay this is what we're actually planning to do and we are going to be doing it instead of just being like hey we want to make a movie give us money and everyone's like okay that sounds great you know what I mean like because it could be a crappy movie because we're not seeing any of what they're looking to do. My God, Anna, you just summed up like two years of arguments on the internet from Kickstarter. <laughs> I shit you not. That's what that's what the general consensus was. Uh, a game called Skullgirls, which is on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network and Steam, uh, is a, uh, like a 2D fighting game that cost $2 million to make. And everyone was like, oh my God, it's $2 million, blah, blah, blah. And then they broke down the costs. And if you look at the game, it's a really well done game and... It's actually considered rated pretty highly, and it's a great fighting game. And but like the art style is just hand drawn pixels or whatever. And but they broke down the cost of this is two million dollars. This is why it costs two million dollars. And it was one of those refreshing things that brought into this idea of we need to know what people are breaking down because there's been plenty of fake Indiegogos or Kickstarters or anything like that that just took the money and run. Right. And also, you're right. You don't know what they're spending it on. With like Super Troopers too, I was like, okay, they're asking like however much to make it. But like as soon as that movie's made, they're gonna get picked up by a, a a company, right? To distribute the rights, and there's no skin off their backs, and we just funded a movie that we're still gonna have to pay money to see. And we're hoping it's a good movie. Like we're not like yeah. a lot of movie companies get presented like scripts and like whole like ideas or storyboards, and you know they can see it and say you know like that's a great idea or like it looks like you're continuing on with that trend, and we don't see any of that. You know what I mean? We're just like oh the first was good, but like. As we've seen in the past with a lot of movies, just because the first was good does not mean that they are going to create a good second one. Angry man. Yeah, you know, crowd, <laughs> crowdfunding, you in general, you just don't know what you're going to get. You give $100 to build a RoboCop statue in Detroit and never get your goddamn fucking t-shirt. <laughs> That's so true. It's very true and listen, very upsetting. Listen, I only crowdfunded one thing. He contributed to that? He did. He did, and we mercilessly made fun of him in college. You didn't get your t-shirt? I don't even know if your name's on there. 
the statue looks like it shit. promised names on the thing? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Wow. Wow. Unfortunate for you. I only it crowd- really is. I'm sorry, man. I only crowdfunded one thing, and that was a card game that's coming out in July. And it's Are called- you getting a t-shirt? Uh, no, I'm getting uh, two, de- two decks of cards that they're already printing and showing pictures of, so at least I will get my product. <laughs> oh. And now we lost LB for the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Crying into a t-shirt that's not what he wanted. No, no, he doesn't even have the t-shirt. I know, that's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> crying blank, into blank. a blank t-shirt hoping it's going to be that one someday. If I wish hard enough. <laughs> it'll be a shitty RoboCop statue. T-shirt. After thousands of tears, it'll just stain in RoboCop. I haven't even gone to see the statue. Just... <laughs> I haven't either. Road trip. You didn't help pay for it. No, I didn't. <laughs> you should contact them and bitch. Oh, I did. I never responded. Oh, <laughs> you are not persistent enough. How many emails did you send? Was it less than five hundred? No wonder you didn't get that T-shirt. <laughs> Let's switch gears before LB decides to rage quit the show. <laughs> Let's talk about something that will piss Birch off. Let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle news. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Birch, for funding this movie. Yeah, Birch, you funded Turtles. I did not fund too. this movie. How many times did you see it in theaters? Once, and I saw a $5 matinee. Guess what? It made a profit of $5. <laughs> you know, we weren't going to uh, greenlight the sequel, but we got this extra 5 bucks here, and I'm thinking, you know... Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? So, uh, what's this turtle news? Because I'm sure as fuck not following it. Um, basically, they just announced that Casey Jones has been cast, and he's being played by Stephen Amell, I think that's how you pronounce it, who plays Arrow on Arrow. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's and the news. I don't watch well, Arrow. I don't. I, I'm, I, he seems good, like a, he's a good actor, um, but obvious, to me, clearly to me, the reason they did this is because they want to bring in the Arrow fans to be like, hey, look, we got your boy on here. Come watch our movie. It's like you know Hollywood. Like you have them speed dialed or something like that. Yeah. You know, I call them up every once in a while and just tell them to stop and they don't listen. That's why, that's why we made this show. <laughs> so this is my, my open invitation to stop. Listen, listen, Hollywood. Stop. Obviously, we know this means Casey Jones is going to be shirtless in the movie. Totally. Like, the whole time. Yeah. You know, you know. It'll be like shirtless with just the hockey mask, and that'll be his costume. <laughs> no, no, look. If they would have cast Chris Hemsworth as Casey Jones, I would have been Oh, there. I'd see it I, three times. Bill, <laughs> I want, like, Get that third movie money. Shut it down. Okay. Because we're done with Chris Hemsworth. Okay, if Daniel Craig was, was him, I'd be there. Man, what? This is if Christopher Walken was him, I'd be there. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. Talking turtles, crazy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I have a Jose Canseco bet. Tell me you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> <laughs> that was a raft line. I know that in the first movie, hands down, forwards and backwards. Um, what else do we have for news you can use? Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm this just, news. This is this is the the Ghostbusters news of like not only are we getting the. I'd, I'm generally confused by this news. LB brought oh, it up like two weeks ago. Okay. okay yeah. I was just yeah. saying, we talked about it before. There's no, we... apparently going to be two separate movies. There's there's going to be the, the new female, grittier, darker reboot. 
And, oh, yes. And now there's going to be a sequel to the originals with Channing Tatum. I know it's going to be a sequel. I know Dan Aykroyd's supposed to be involved, and I heard about the Channing Tatum shit. They're making an official sequel to the movies, too. So it's going to be a Ghostbusters Ghostbusters universe. Wait, wait. So is the female Ghostbusters movie going to be in a separate, like, or is that a separate continuity? An action. (laughs) I don't. Continuity. Complete Uh, reboot. That's what Uh, I heard. So we're going to have two Ghostbusters movies around the same time set in two different Ghostbusting universes. <laughs> Almighty, I hate everything. Well, that right there just sold so many tickets when somebody was just like, I shit, love, yeah. I love the term Ghostbusting universe. Ghostbusting I universe. love that. Oh, my God. Mm, okay. We're just generally confused by this bullshit, okay? Cool. Here's the, here's that's the question. The, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm not even upset. I'm just confused. Yeah. What? Obi, you said you had a question. Which movie do you think will be better? Girls. Or maybe, maybe I don't think it is. It will be better. It will sell more tickets. Really? Yeah. I think uh, so. uh, yeah. Well, I, there's a lot of neckbeards out there that will go see the original cast. It's it's a lot of sexy girls fighting ghosts. They're gonna. People will see that. Do you even know the cast of Ghostbuster female? Did you look? I looked. I think they're sexy. Okay. Right. <laughs> and there was silence. Find out more about Anna tonight. Okay. You don't I'll think so? That... No. I think no. they're like they're good-looking girls. The other one's gonna do better because, like they were saying, the neckbeards are gonna want to see it. Plus, women are gonna want to see it because Channing Tatum. You know, you have, you hate Channing Tatum so much, and I don't hate him. I think he's all right. I, think... I... no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> ladies first. I well, I would just like to touch base on what you were saying. I think that the women are sexy. Plus, what's the uh, the funny funny lady in it? I can't think Rose, of her name right Rose now. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, she's hilarious. People will go see that. Channing Tatum has been in a lot of movies. I like recently saw a Fox Catcher. And was, like, he, was he good in that? Fox Catcher was, oh my goodness, um, the first like hour, I was like, it was just five minutes drawn out into an hour, and it was the creepiest, weirdest, <laughs> freakish thing I've ever seen, and like nothing, like the movie is supposed to be about Channing Tatum's character, and I'm not saying that Channing Tatum even did a bad job, like with what he had, which was like maybe one direction, uh, he did well. And Steve Carell's character was the weirdest man I've ever seen. But, like, it is it's it is the longest movie where nothing happens and you're waiting for something to happen to Channing Tatum and it doesn't. And then at the end, something totally different happens in the last, like, five minutes. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? What did I just watch? It was weirdest movie I've ever seen. So I'm not – I don't know if people would necessarily follow Channing Tatum to the death. Some people would, but I don't think it's as many as you'd think. Okay. I will say this, I, I I probably treat him a little unfairly because I always think of G.I. Joe. Oh, listen, G.I. Joe, that movie gets a lot of shit, but you have to remember it is based off of a toy line that was making shit up to make toys. It was, like, worse than He-Man. Okay? Well, my point is, he's really bad in that movie. No, <laughs> like, pretty, it doesn't matter about anything else in the movie. 21 he's Jump really Street. Bad. He's, he's pretty know. good in 22 Jump but Street. But again, that's what I'm saying. I, I, 
everything for me for him goes back to G.I. Joe, and that's what I I just G.I. Joe. I can't honestly. I don't think I've seen him in anything else except uh, uh, what is the the world ending movie? Oh, this is the James end. Franco. Yes, that one. <laughs> Where he's in it for like five seconds. Yes, I, lo- I love that. <laughs> that I would, movie was great. I love Channing Tatum in that. That was like my, <laughs> one of my favorite appearances. Hey guys. Yeah. Oh god. That was great. So Ghostbusters, we don't fucking know. Got it. Yep. It's going to be a Ghostbusters war. Got it. Ghostbusting. New term. War of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, we'll see. Ghostbusting good time. Yeah. All right. So the last news we have is Title, which did you guys hear anything about that? I was wondering what that even was. Uh, is that a new Disney movie? No, it's like, not. Oh. It's It was, uh, it's, there was a video put out, I think this last week or two weeks now. I don't know when this goes up. Where Jay Z bought a company called Title, which is supposed to compete with Spotify, and they put out a video with Alicia Keys, Madonna, a bunch of other artists that signed this thing that they're gonna be on Title, and it's supposed to be the new way you listen to music because the the artists are sick and tired of getting screwed over by Spotify. Couldn't they have gotten good artists? Well, that's the thing. I was I was about to rip it to shreds until I found out that both Dead Mouse and Daft Punk were there. Oh. Yeah. Um, but the problem with this is that this isn't going to be a free service. It's going to be like 20 bucks a month. I'm or, out. Or 10 bucks a month for like <laughs> the lower one. And oh, I'm man, just, that's my Netflix money. I can't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's dumb. That's all. It's just dumb. Pandora's free, yo. Yeah, Pandora's free. <laughs> Spotify's free. So... As soon as money's mentioned, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They don't realize that, you know, yeah, they want money. So they charge people X dollars a month. But I don't really care about the artists other than two, but I already own most of their albums. So that doesn't matter. And uh, I'm not going to spend money when I can get it for free on Spotify or, you know, just sync it up on YouTube on my computer. So that was my thought. Great yep. thought. Yeah, yeah, if the artists want more money, they gotta make better deals with their record labels. Not my problem. <laughs> I'm End a consumer. Story. I'll find it. <laughs> also, Madonna made a big show of doing like putting her leg up on the table before signing the contract and trying to be like, "Look at me, I'm still relevant." Madonna, go die in a fire. <laughs> I really don't like Madonna. That that's news you can use, people. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You can't really use that because it's pointless shit. I feel like I hey, there are things that were said. Yes, there are things that were said. <laughs> things were. I would hope so. I would, I would hope yeah, things were said too. during the podcast. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. Hold on, listen to this great tune. Welcome back to Over a Couple of Drinks, the only podcast that's actually like Christmas. Not the expectations of Christmas, but actual Christmas. You know, the one where grandparents are trying to one-up each other, your mom's arguing with your uncle because the roast isn't done, and your dad's off in the corner slowly getting drunk telling you about how you're not a 66 red Corvette and how much of a disappointment you are. And the only thing you actually ask for Christmas, you don't get. Instead of you get socks, though useful. Not the ladder you needed to fix your house. Yep, we're just like that. Wait, you asked for a ladder to fix your house for Christmas? And didn't That's get it. That's hilarious. 
I was actually disappointed when I didn't get socks this year because the ones I got last year now have holes in them. No, there was one year I didn't get a wallet because my grandma would just keep getting us wallets every year. Yeah. Great stuff. Man. So we're just like that. Disappointed. You, you thought every year you needed a new wallet? Yeah. I had a, I had a back stock of them, man. It was crazy. Sold them, on, <laughs> sold them at school. It was awesome. That's a good resource for money. It, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. Bummer. Speaking of resources for money, do you know where it's difficult to get money when you don't already have it? Where? Real life, but also Pan Am. Oh. <laughs> what a great transition. Let's talk about the Hunger Games. Woohoo. The real reason why I brought Anna on. Da, da, da. Because yeah. once upon a time, long ago, in a town that we went to college in, we, did. we went to this little Mexican restaurant joint. And I don't remember why we were there. It was late. There was a big group of people. And you just turned to me. And we weren't, like, good friends. We knew no. each other. And you go, Bill, have you read The Hunger Games? You should totally read them. They're fantastic. And you would love it. Did you love it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I was like, the fuck are you talking about, Anna? I don't really know you. The shit are you talking about? Here's the thing. I love... I love movies. I love fiction. I like all this stuff based on like post-apocalyptic societies and like how they would survive, like what the idea is after society breaks down, like what would happen? How would you rebuild? Because I really think that's like a real threat. <laughs> like maybe not like zombies, but I mean, if you look around, look around you and, you know, I feel like we should be prepared. So I, I like to hear all the different ideas and the Hunger Games is... Hunger Games, I mean, now divergence out to uh, they're super, super similar concepts and ideas, but they're really interesting just based on the fact that, you know, all of them are saying, okay, something went really wrong in society, so what we're going to do to solve it is break apart people into different groups that only focus on one thing, whether it's in Hunger Games or Divergent, you know, uh, either you're only going to gather this resource for the greater good or you know a divergent you're only going to be this type of personality or um have this character trait and that's like the solution i guess um uh, that works well for x amount of years and then you know ultimately fails just like everything in life that's why you like it <laughs> let's 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 hit the more current thing right now okay just last week becky and i watched the mocking jay part one yeah yeah what was your thoughts on that movie <laughs> well um i liked it more than the second movie that they did really i did yeah, yeah. um because i felt like it followed the book more yeah I, I... my my problem is this that um of the three books i hated mocking jay yeah i also it was not <laughs> it's like and really unfortunately like what's coming up is that the, like the the end of Mockingjay? I think is the worst of the the entire series. So the next movie is supposed this is to gonna be shit. It's gonna <laughs> be shit. It should be. I mean, if you watch them at all, you get attached to characters, and they're like, "Hey, I'm about to rip your heart out. Nothing in the world is good." You see, here's here's the thing, Mo. When I read the Hunger Games series, I hadn't read the Song of Ice and Fire yet, so I know pain. <laughs> you know pain. I, I my heart has grown callous. Well, it is hard. Do, I mean when you when you read the books, 
like at the first book, especially I think because it was such a, an original idea at the time, um, you know, like they're definitely too graphic for for young children. But I feel like for us, it's where it's a little maybe um, too young for us, but we maybe graphic enough for us. I thought it was like a really cool idea, just in like the idea of like keeping society in check that they would do this. Um, LB and Chris, have you guys? Do you know anything about them? Uh, do I know anything much. about the Hunger Games? Yeah, yeah. I've I know of okay. Oh, I know like of the story. I haven't read the books. I've seen the first movie, but I know like what happens because people tell me things. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, because I think the big flaws in the movie is that they there's so much that happens in each book, and the movies try so hard to follow the books which is great, that's usually not a problem, but it's overwhelming what you have to take in all at once. Well, I, I was watching it, and I just go, I don't know if this is a bad movie, the Mockingjay Part 1. Like, it's, it has quality. It's, you know, it has the same production quality as everything else. The acting's there. I'm just going, is it because I hate the book? Because it's just so, I don't know, I don't know if it wouldn't call it boring, but I was bored reading it. Going, okay, yeah. yeah. Or... Is it because I they're they're putting all the time and care that should have been in all the other movies? Because if any of them, if uh, looking back, if any of them should have been split up into two movies, it should have been the first one to to develop the world. I I totally agree with that because the first one is so overwhelming that you don't even. Yeah, because in the first one you get this weird like sense of this is how the game, this is how society works, this is how this is, this is how it is, uh, this is why the government's oppressive. This is this weird concept of a game. This is how the capital works, which is mind-boggling all by itself. This is what you need to do in the capital to succeed in the games. This is the games. It's just There's a lot thrown at you that I'm like, this could have worked in a two-movie scenario where you would have led up into the game. Yeah, I, I 100% agree because, yeah, it's just too much that's happening. And the third book, still, there. I mean, there's too much that's happening even in, even in that. But at least they do follow the books yeah. um, no. super well. Yeah, and I actually liked the second movie a lot because the second book was my favorite. Yeah, I, big twist. the the best The best part about the book was that I took me a week to get through part one. Yeah, which was the stupid love triangle that really didn't exist in the first book, and it was just like, oh, do I love him or I love him? I'm like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I hate that. And then I hate that. The rest of the book I finished in less than 24 hours when it when she got past that because it was that good. Yeah, and they are. I mean, it's they're books you can't put down. I mean, they're not like they're not literary masterpieces by any means, but No, but they're fast reads that are fun. It's like yeah, TV for your brain. I heard somebody say a couple weeks ago and That's a great way to put it. It's it's just like you're still exercising your brain, but you get those pictures and you're not really working very hard but it's still very entertaining and, and it tells a decent story i'll give you that yeah well um, i mean i keep going back to divergent only because um they're super I, have you read divergent at all no i have way better books to read yeah no super <laughs> super fair because divergent i think is a better idea but it it ends i mean i haven't even read the last book because i gave up on it because it sucks so hard i think um my friend was reading it and he said that i love all the concept but these books are fucking terrible. They're terrible. And the movies are even worse because, like, <laughs> they they basically, like, read the books and they're like, mm, no, we're not going to do that. And <laughs> they, like, they just made up their own story, which is worse than – I didn't think the books could get worse. 
God. <laughs> they do. And so, like, okay, so, like, let, let me go into a small bit about Divergent. They have these factions, and basically everybody fits into one, just like, uh, just like Hunger Games. So there's Abnegation, I think is how you say it, Eurodite, Dauntless, Amnity, and Candor. I don't know what any of that means. So Abnegation <laughs> is the selfless people. So okay, they they don't they do everything for other people. They wear super boring clothes because they can't be selfish at all. Eurodite are the intelligent people, and so they're the ones who are like the scientists. They're coming up with ways to fix society, and they're incredibly smart. Dauntless are the brave, and so the soldiers of the the group, and super super reckless. Amity, Am- Amity, they're the peaceful ones, and they like basically are hippies that pick all the the fruit and vegetables for everybody. And Candor are the honest, and the idea is that society failed because they didn't have these things, and so they created these groups, and everybody's purely that. So if you're in Candor and you're honest, you are 100% honest about everything, and that's all you ever do is is be honest. But they're also like the lawyers and, you know, because they're completely honest where lawyers um, being honest. Okay. Let's, let's, let's drink that fiction down real quick. But it, you know, like it, the idea is really cool. Abnegation, you know, they're all the politicians because they're selfless. So like, as soon as you start reading the books, you're like, okay, which one do I fit in? Just like hunger games, except you, you have a more like clear idea of what, you yeah, do. You, you, yeah, because in the Hunger Games, you never. It takes a while to piece together, and they never list off what each district does. Right, which is a big flaw, I think, in that book. I, I don't think it's a flaw because, again, in the books, it's all told from Katniss's point of view, and though she has the knowledge, she doesn't really care. I just the wish knowledge. there would be more, like, about why they did what they did. You, you want a companion book to the Hunger Games and Pan Am? I, I would like to know. Yeah, like, okay. I would like to see what happened and why it started that way. All right, so let's 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 stick to the Hunger Games real quick and let's bring the other guys in fold because I know LB will talk about this. Do you feel that Hunger Games was a ripoff of Battle Royale? No. <laughs> no. Uh, to some extent, of course I do. Do you feel that Battle Royale is a ripoff of The Running Man, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? You know, I haven't seen it, so I really couldn't say. Well, again, The Running Man is a show about a guy running to get to point A to point B while being hunted by people. Is it the deadliest game? What is it? The, the, the most dangerous game. The most dangerous game. It, they're all the based off of that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, the thing is, obviously, Battle Royale and Hunger Games are kids more similar kids. in that kids killing kids. It's that whole concept where, and even in... Battle Royale, it was the idea of this sort of post, and this post-apocalyptic universe, but sort of this post-war, there was a reason this sort of uh, societal fallout, uh, societal disruption was the reason they were doing the Battle Royale, which I don't remember the specifics, but <sighs> yeah. I just felt like it was uh, apples and oranges. Yeah, well, they're, think, they're both fruit. They're both good for you, but you know what? At the same end, they they do different things. I think they change enough in Hunger Games um, that it's okay. I mean, and I mean they're both perfectly enjoyable. Um, the the one thing I think that gets lost from the books to the movies with Hunger Games is the everything that's satirized in the books between 
reality TV, uh, politics, etc. But I feel you like the, the movies do those in different ways that are uh, that are better. Because in the books, it's all from Katniss's point of view that you don't really get to see anything else. Mm-hmm. In the movies, they, they bring in um, that that great actor, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Fucking yeah. owns everything. He is. He's so great. <laughs> As, uh, what is it, Flickerman? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that whole aspect of the movie is new and interesting and, and that adds this idea of that, yeah, it actually is a game show. And what else did they put in there that was great? Like the whole game maker's point of view and stuff was great. And President Snow actually being a character instead of yeah. just an evil head. Yeah, well, understanding a bit more. One of the things I think that gets lost from the books and the movies, though, is the the reality TV aspect where they, in the books, it's very clear that they they do things in the game specifically to gain the favor oh, of the yeah. audience and then they get these gifts. It's just like in, in reality TV, uh, the producers are more likely to keep on the contestants that cause uh, more drama. That customer or that customers well, basically uh, that the audiences enjoy, that advertisers enjoy. Yeah, I agree. So, you you lose a bit of that because again you don't get the a lot of it was lost when they decided not to do narration in the movies. Right. A lot of Katniss was internal. Which, you know well, I forgot her name. Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence does a great job, but again, she's—it's like she's trying to portray something with one, like one hand tied behind her back. Since so yeah. much of the books are internal, you don't get like a lot of her thoughts that are very pertinent. Super important, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, well, God, what was one of them? I don't remember, but they're, they're like, especially in the first book, where she goes, "Okay, if I do this, everyone will play along." And it's in—you're right—you get the psychology of. They might not always be on camera, but they think they're always on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Katniss is a character who, who internalizes everything. It's very uh, deep in thought all the time and considers everything from multiple angles. And when you lose that in the movies, she just comes across as very boring, dry, uninteresting character. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, just like emotionless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Woody Harrelson is great in those movies. <laughs> Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I'm just just throwing it out. That's great. He is. He is. He's amazing. He's fantastic. Uh, I thought we were going to talk about that more, so I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the next movie? How do you think it's going to is it going to be good? No, it's going to be received terribly, just like the book. Okay. Because yeah. I, I fucking hating Mockingjay. I really yeah. did. It, just, uh, spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, Julianne Moore is way too likable in the movie. Yeah. You, you get that feel? Oh, my yeah. God. Was it President Which, Coin? Is her name? Mm, is it Coin? No. Is she the leader of the the District Thirteen? Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but um, yeah, I think it's President Coin. Is it Coin? Because in the book, she's like a cold, calculated bitch. Yeah, it is. And honestly, when I was reading it, I was thinking Glenn Close should be the part. <laughs> I don't know. But, I, well, I I would agree totally because the like, and I do. I guess I do really like that that concept in the books that like no regime is going to be good. No, like, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. But I, I misread a part at the end of the book. I'm a spoiler spoilers. Cause the book's old. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> at the end when they have president snow, that's uh Sutherland's character tied yeah. up to be executed. Katniss is going to shoot him. And then she has the epiphany that it doesn't matter who's in charge. It's all wrong. And she shoots president coin, Julianne Moore's character. And I read that that she just shot President Snow, and I was generally confused for about three pages. Yeah, because I because I was I think I was 
<laughs> sickness fever from flying from Texas to New York everywhere. But it just I was genuinely confused by that and I was fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like Julianne Moore's too likable in the movie for what coin is in the book. Yeah, I would agree with that. And she's just she's too human, I think. When in in the book she's like two steps away from being a robot. Uh, has it come across yet in the in the movies? Since I haven't seen the most recent one, that President Coin wants to essentially instate the Hunger Games with the capital citizens. Spoilers? No, not yet. No, not yet. That's and you can't say spoilers after you say a spoiler. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's spoilers. Bill already said spoilers. It's uh, it's, it's the it's, whole thing is spoilers. Though. It's open yes. season. Um, because uh, I just I'm just wondering if they make her likable now, and then they give that twist in the next movie. I almost think that's better than making her unlikable now. I I could see that because it, that right ahead. now they're doing the whole thing where we're again we're getting something that isn't in the book because it's all from Katniss's point of view. That um oh shit what's his name I can only think of Philip Seymour Hoffman. His character is doing what he does best, which is playing the the public angle. Plutarch Evansby, is that it? it? Is it Evans? Well, I don't remember. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and um, he's trying to make uh, Coin more likable, and it's interesting because you get this idea that he's bringing the capital into thirteen. He's like going, no, this this isn't gonna work. It works here, but you need to be, you know, you need to be more likable. Everybody knows you here, but I'm trying to sell you to everywhere else. And it's interesting to see how the outside world is corrupting thirteen. Yeah. And and that's interesting and seeing and I guess you're right that seeing coming out of left field that she goes we're gonna do the Hunger Games except it's gonna be the rich people fuck them it's it could be a good twist but at the same time you when I was reading the book it was always that Katniss was working for Coin because she didn't have an because really Coin was the new Snow she didn't have a choice right and she, and she makes the realization when they invade the capital that. Ah, hell, it's just the games all over again. It doesn't matter who it is. And it kind of brings that all together that she doesn't like coin. She doesn't stand for coin, but she doesn't stand for snow at all. So it's the enemy of my enemies and my friend, and they kind of come back to bite her. But I don't know. I I was going to say it. Part one was bad. That movie yeah. sucked. Yeah. It's just, I all I heard about it was that it was like, it had no arc it didn't. because it was just a big build up to the next movie, which they hope will be better. But, and it won't. It won't. No. Because, again, all I can remember from the book is Peter tries to kill Katniss, spoiler movie. Uh, they <laughs> they assault a mountain that takes like four chapters. Yeah. And then she hates Gail. She hates Gail because she kisses him and he says, no, you're acting like you're drunk, which they kind of did in this movie, so I don't fucking know. Gail's yeah. a douchebag. End of story. Yeah. I um, never understood, even just watching the first movie, I was like, am I supposed to give a shit about this guy? No. Um, as a woman, I can chime in on that. Um, yeah, you you definitely care about... Gail and Peter are like... Gail's like the strong, uh, silent, like, like lustful... Like, fan of the opera, I guess, is a good way to compare them. But, like, Gail is lust and sexual appeal. And Peter is, like, emotion and stability and um like everything you want mentally gail's what you want physically 
Okay, because in that the movie, I sense. got Gale as the boring and pointless yeah. side of men. No, he's the phys- yeah. physical side of... It, oh, okay. It's it's funny, because when I was reading the book, it was Gale is uh, clearly the friend zone that could get out, and PETA was the friend zone. Who, yeah. Who, that's all I got. Um, And then, oh, yeah, she hates Gale, and then um, they attack the Capitol, and then everybody dies, and then she, they end. That's the, that's the movie. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Super good movies. You know what I mean? Like, just the best go, classics. Go read the books. <laughs> yeah, definitely read the books. Just go read the books. Don't don't watch that shit. Agreed. Take a look. It's in a book. It's reading. Right, we'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> We've done far worse, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, do we want to cover another topic, or are we just going to phase out from here? We might as well hit them real quick. Um, since we tease them. <laughs> we tease them. Uh, we can do SNL real quick. SNL, is it because the talent or the writers? Go. Or both. Wait, 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 wait. Like, why it's not good anymore? Why it's been bad for the last decade and a half. Okay. Oh, um, here, Anna, you go. I, I think it's debatable that it's been bad for the last decade and a half. I think they've done a lot of really great things with what you can do with music and comedy, what you can do with short films and comedy, and what you can do with women in comedy. Like, they made huge jumps for women in comedy. So I think saying the whole decade has been bad is, is definitely not true because Tina Fey, Amy Poehler came out of that that life. Yeah, but <laughs> Tina Fey was writing for ages before that. And, again, I'm, I, I know I'm in a weird state when it comes to this idea, but I... I was raised to never look at anybody and say, you're a woman, you can't do that. Or you're this race, you can't do that. I was always, it was beaten into me that everyone is equal. So when it says, well, now she's, when it was like, Tina Fey is now going to be on the news desk. Well, it's better than Jimmy Fallon, so rock on. So when learning that she was a writer, I was like, oh, she made all that good shit. Great. And then seeing her on 30 Rock, I'm like, oh, she's fucking hilarious. It's great. And just, I don't know. That's my state of mind that I don't look at sex. I'm sorry. No, and I, I admire that. I just think it's not a universal trait, and I think... What's um, wrong with you people? <laughs> I think there's this this common thing where, I, I mean, truly, the, a lot of times women aren't as funny as men, like, overall. I'm not saying women comedians aren't as funny. I'm saying in general, in the general public. And the idea is that men get to play growing up and be silly and goofy and get to explore all these different, like, craziness sides. Um, and women are supposed to be calm and follow directions and more docile and so you don't get a lot of funny women and so Tina Fey and Amy Poehler like coming out of that and not just them Maya Rudolph who exists I, as well I always felt bad because she always when before I stopped watching she always got the 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 short end of the stick on like oh we need somebody to fill the spot put her in yeah like, ah, did she ever get a chance to shine or was she like the Tim Robbins I think she in Bridesmaids she she really okay because I mean Kristen Wiig and her are, are very close. Yeah. And so I think, you know, she pulled her up. But, you know, women coming out of that that decade is, is also really, really great. But I guess, I guess that's true. But I think what's happening, and I, you know, I've said it before, it's just that there are so many platforms for comedians now that SNL doesn't have the... The cream of the crop anymore? I mean, they just can't because it's not the best place to be showcased. And it's not because they've sucked, but, I mean, you can do your own show. Like, if anyone's seen Mulaney... If he can get his own show, you know what I mean? Like, anybody can get their own show. So I think, really, like, they just, they're working from 
a much different group, and I think it's a much more amateur group. And I don't think it's all bad. I think they're they're still exploring things. I think it just depends on the season. Like it rotates. I well, think the the reason why I bring it up is because I watched the fortieth or most of the fortieth now anniversary. Was it the fortieth? Yeah. And I just started watching it and going, yeah, the old cast is here, but it's it's not funny. And I started going back and going, was it ever really funny? And I remember, like, growing up when County Central would used to show reruns of Saturday Night Live. I'd have it on in the background, but I would never really laugh out loud. And I, I'm starting to think is maybe was it ever as hilarious as we thought it was? Or do we have nostalgia goggles on? I, I mean, I think, too, Saturday Night Live is trying to do sketch comedy. And some of the sketches are going to hit, some of them will miss, but also they're doing something on a television format. So when you go to a comedy show, whether it's improv or sketch, a lot of what's happening is like this contagious laughter. So something is said that's really funny and then everybody starts laughing and it just, it builds. And that's, I mean, stand up as well. So you get that natural momentum. So the whole show can be funny where on TV, you don't, that's not the case. So you're, it's much more hit or miss. And the real reason why we brought Anna on is show. She knows things that we don't. <laughs> yup. Yep. I just, I just think Saturday Night Live is still going to be valuable for, for a great deal of time. I, I, I think it might be, but I think it's, it's starting to show its last legs because most people are going, well, I don't need to watch it. I think here, but like in New York, like the people that we know in New York, I mean, for um, improv comedians starting out, for stand-up comedians starting out, it's still like a huge, huge thing for them. So I don't know if it, I mean, until the celebrities start fading out, I don't, I really think this is just an off time. I think it will come back. It will be the, uh, what was it, the second cast that was only around for like a year or two in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll, we'll get like somebody come out of it and be like, they saved SNL. Oh, okay. So, yeah. like, uh, what was it, Eddie Murphy who did that? I don't remember. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's yeah. god, yeah. Yeah, so, that's as it now. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, Chris, you want to you wanna go? <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, really, that what you guys just said is better than what I could say. I think my biggest thing is that I feel like, if anything, I think they've got some pretty talented people on the show right now, but... In terms of the writing, some of the skits just don't hit very well for me. And I don't watch Saturday Night Live nearly as much as I used to. Um, and I, I, I was watching, when I was watching the anniversary broadcast, it was like, I, I, I look back and I'm seeing all the things they're showing are these, mem- are these like, characters that nobody will ever forget. Like, you know, the, the, the uh, what was it? Um, uh, the guy who... Chris Farley played um, oh, yeah, Band yeah. Down by the River. Yeah. And you got uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd with his, like, Jane, you ignorant slut, and all these things. And I'm like, I don't know if there have been any of those in SNL recently, but I don't know if that means – I mean, that's just kind of not how the show works anymore, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. It's just different. Yeah, and, and, and I remember I watched – what was it? Someone said, this is the funniest SNL skit I've seen in ages. And I watched it, and it was a little painful because – and and this is another reason why I brought it up was because I started thinking back of like when did a skit run out of steam kind of thing. Yeah. When I start repeating it, it was the um this this new skit was the literally can't even or whatever, and I think Dakota Johnson was on, and the whole thing was on like kids nowadays saying I literally can't even do this, and the whole joke was 
the window's open, it's cold in here, and three people who were saying they literally can't or, like, you know, overusing that was telling ex-coworker to shut the door, and her arms were both broken. So that was the whole joke, was you literally, I'm literally freezing to death over here, you need to close it? And, like, I can't, my arms are broken, and it was like that for, like, eight minutes. I was like, someone please shoot me. Yeah, where it hits the line. It, it would have been great if they ended it at, like, two minutes in when the joke was, I broke both my arms. But then it kept getting more and more ridiculous by, there's a tarantula on her. She can't move it off her. I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. And I... I oh, man, that sounds bad. It was painful. <laughs> it was painful to watch. And I, I was like, I turned it off about halfway through because I was like, no. And I, I started to think back of, like, you know, the, like, golden area. And I was like, okay, what about this? Um, okay, that joke ran out. Was it just a cross section of the comedy that just didn't work because the skit was bad? I don't know. Um, but I also do know that whoever's doing the news desk now is on par with Norm MacDonald, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He's he Also, has... God, uh, God bless Keenan Thompson. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, I feel bad for him because he's just going to be remembered as the guy who kind of ran into the ground. Because <laughs> uh, he just, every time I see him, he's there to be the... Oh, here's the punchline. Walk off. Yep. And he is riding that paycheck. He's riding that. Good for him. Riding that paycheck. But who's the guy doing the the news desk? I saw one thing with him and I was like, I will watch it for him because he's hilarious. I didn't. I like Tina. I didn't care for Amy Pollard. I didn't. I didn't like her. I'm sorry. That's me. I think if you watch Parks and Rec, your life will change. I didn't watch Parks and Rec because I didn't like The Office. I think you would love Parks and Rec. I should. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. That's why I should watch it. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Chris Traeger, um, which is his character, uh, what's his name? He's super hot. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Chris Traeger. Oh, my God. He was on Firm, I think, or something. I don't know. Anyways, he's super. Rob Lowe. Um, oh, Rob Lowe, yeah. He's Chris Traeger. I think he's the most innovative character in comedy, like, also, in years. I also think I stopped watching it because I tried to watch it after Community and just wasn't in the mindset. Nope, you made a mistake. Parks and Rec is amazing. Uh, community's better. Whoa! <laughs> Disagree, but let we, yeah, continue. I'm sorry, did you watch all of Community? I didn't, but I... How I far heard... did you get? Did you only get like five I, episodes no, in? No, I, I watched nothing. I watched oh, nothing. It, it takes about five episodes to hit its stride and it never stops. I, but Parks and Rec, though, I just... Never stops. I guess, I guess like if you watch Parks and Rec and I watch Community, we'll come back at this... You know, you know, last time know. last time we had an agreement like that, I read a book and you didn't, so I don't know. What? No, no, what? it was a movie. I watched a movie and then you didn't watch the movie, so what? I don't even remember what it is, but it's been so long. I just it, I, I don't think that's a fair thing to say. You I don't even well, remember. I'll, what I'll watch Park and Rex, and you watch uh, you watch Community. Community. Okay. okay. Deal. Okay. Deal. 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 Gentlemen's agreement. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just Yay! Yay. Yay. We're going to go on a break real quick. We'll see you in a second. Welcome back from that really short break we took. It clearly <laughs> wasn't a few days. If you blinked, you missed it. It totally. <laughs> Congratulations, it's Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Um, Whoa. Yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's finish this podcast. What are we talking about? <laughs> this is Trainwreck 101. We're recording. Let's go. Uh, so we were going to talk about Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do a game show. So, 
what would you like to talk about Anna Kendrick, our lovely guest, Anna? What do I, I just wanted to say that I feel like she's killing it right now. I mean, like, she's killing it in the way that she's bringing back a lot of the musicals. I loved her in the last five years, which nobody saw, and everyone... I didn't know it was out. <laughs> everybody, that's what everybody says. They're like, oh, I really wanted to see that. When did it come out? And it's been, like, months ago on iTunes, and nobody saw it. But she, I think that's been her best by far, because the other ones are, are so-so, I think. Like, she's not the did, best singer in the world. Did did it, did it get a theatrical release, or was it just like a, a demand one, on demand? I thought it was supposed to get a theatrical release, but it came out on Valentine's Day when Fifty Shades of Grey did, so that's probably why oh. people didn't look for it. So I think they just put it out into the iTunes world and hoped people would look at it. But really, I think it's, I think it's awesome, and nobody's seen it. I'm the only one who's seen it. So you're welcome, Anna. From Anna. From Anna. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to see it. I was I'm I'm a little worried about her being the go-to musical girl Hollywood right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because I didn't see I Into think, the Woods. I don't know if she. I don't know. I haven't like listened to any interviews lately or anything. But is she like okay with that? That she's like the musical go-to girl, or is she like trying to break away from that? We don't know. I, I mean, it it's got to be making her a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Until right now, I didn't know she did musicals. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, are you, I don't know if you're joking. Are you, are you not joking? I'm not joking. Uh, I thought that was all she did was musicals. I didn't know yeah. she did when, did when is a different movie that wasn't a musical? Um, Twilight. Twilight. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She was in that? Yeah. She was in Twilight? Yep. Yeah. She was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the first place I saw her in. Oh my uh, god, that's right. She was his sister, wasn't she? She was her sister. She was in Fifty Fifty. She was in The Voices. She was in oh, Pitch Perfect. That's a musical. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I um. She has the personality that makes the internet go exploding because she's awesome. She's just very cool and down to earth kind of person. I assume. I haven't met her. Anna, call but me. according to the internet. According, according to her interactions with the internet, she's kind of awesome. Follow I, her follow her on Twitter. Yeah, she seems like a, a cool human being, like a, a down-to-earth human being. She's not very funny. Every interview I see her in, she's not like the funniest person, but she doesn't, she doesn't have, to, have be. to be. No, she doesn't have to be. My one concern is I don't want her to become the go-to musical person because I, I, that kind of wears me out personally. There's, there's already apparently been talk to put her in the Wicked movie. Please no. Oh, she's like, see, the thing is, is, she's like, she's good. She's, I mean, she's got a good voice, but she doesn't have a great voice. Yeah. It's, it's good enough. You know what I'm, I'm sure yeah. that from what I heard of last five years, her voice worked wonders in that. Uh, she was all right in Into the Woods. I mean, yeah, she did it. Let's, let's uh, talk about Into the Woods, she, mister. I've seen it five it. times. <laughs> she, she did it. She hit a note. Um, um, my, my other concern with her is her falling into, um, the same Z uh, acting role. Because yeah. I, I she never she never closes her mouth. You ever notice that? <laughs> no. She I... never do, look at any shot of her in anything. Her mouth isn't closed. Um, I don't know. Hey, how, I don't know how, how she. Some of us live. <laughs> not not touching that. Not touching that. Going move. <laughs> staying on topic. Not derailing. <laughs> not derailing this podcast. Um. <laughs> um. But I don't know how she was in Pitch Perfect. I never saw it, so I don't know her personality type. But I watched two movies back to back where she played the same character-esque thing. 
It was The Voices with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Fifty Fifty with um, what's his name? Kid from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that's what I went George, with. Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. That's what I went with. That's back on Netflix, which is great, by the way. Oh, that's fantastic. That show was awesome. Yeah. Um, and where she plays this, you know, I call it the Michael Sarah awkward funny. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. She doesn't play that well. I don't think she does well, that I, well. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think, am I the only person here who saw Into the Woods? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. Well, she, uh, she, she felt so uncomfortable in Into the Woods to me. Like, it's like she tried, she was playing it very much. I am Anna Kendrick, the way I, you know, I play things. And it just didn't really fit the rest of that world, this classical kind of fairy tale world. It just felt like she was a person from today who got thrown in a dress and said, here you go. But, but Johnny Depp was in a zoot suit. Oh, don't, don't even get me started on how ridiculous that was. We'll talk about that in another class. Yeah. So, but at, at the same time, like she was perfect for that in the last five years because she didn't have to alter that much of like, Absolutely. Yeah. I that was like, okay, this seems more natural for her. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess my point was I'd like to see her more of uh a take charge position. Because uh, though she was very a small part in Scott Pilgrim vs. the world, she was freaking hilarious as the bossy, like in your face kind of sister. You yeah. Know, that she was I wanna see more roles like that for her. That's all I'm saying. She, I mean, she's kind of that in Pitch Perfect. Is she? Okay, because I was worried yeah. that she'd play the new kid in school angle thing. No, is... she's, like, super emo in, in that one. So she's, like, angsty, and no one understands her. And um, Last five years, she, like, is pretty angsty most of the movie, because that's what that calls for. She also, uh, she has to cry in the first song. And what I respect about her crying is that she like truly doesn't worry about like the ugly cry? Like oh good, she uh, it it's like it opens on that you know like that's the first glimpse you get to see of her. Is ugly cry? And yeah, and she's got like blonde hair in it. Um, so it is a different it's a different look for Anna. Okay, I will. Okay, yeah, check, I'll have to check that out because again, I didn't know it came out. Whoever was behind that movie, shame on you. If nothing else comes from this podcast, it let's, was let's just announce that it worst, came out. It was one of the worst marketing campaigns I've ever seen. I, the I, world yeah. doesn't know. I literally saw one trailer for it because I knew there was a trailer out for it. I didn't know, like, there wasn't a link that said, hey, trailer for the last five years. I was like, oh, yeah, last five years. We should see if there's a trailer out. There is. Terrible. There is... Terrible campaign. Well, and the other thing is, is it's it really is good. Like, they added some stuff to it to make it make a little bit more sense on screen. But they didn't add a lot, which was great. Like, it's a really well done movie, and probably like one of the best musicals that I've seen come out, like adaptation wise. Uh, but nobody will ever know. Uh, Birch, do you want to dispute oh. that with with Into the Woods? <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? <laughs> do you do you want to counter that with uh, Into the Woods? Clearly, the best musical ever because it was up for an Oscar. It was up for best supporting actress and, and a couple of effects. That was that was not up for an Oscar. Don't even. <laughs> preface it with that. Um, first of all, I've said this before, but for anyone who doesn't know, I saw this fucking movie three times. <laughs> because every time I'd go, somebody else would be like, oh, I was going to go see that too. And come with me. I'm like, oh. So I gave that movie at least like $20 in money. So, so remember, if it gets a sequel, that's why. Yeah, um, remember when uh, In the Woods 2 comes out? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
<laughs> um, to, I, I, I enjoyed many parts of Into the Woods in general. I think Act 2 was a goddamn mess, but... Um, so is but the it's... musical stage version. What's that? So is the stage version. Oh, oh yeah, okay, I've said this to you before, but if you don't like the stage version, you will not like the movie. If you like the stage version, you'll probably be cool with the movie. <laughs> so, I think in no in no way is it a great movie. Nor should it ever have been nominated for Best Picture, so I'm glad it wasn't. Um, yeah. But it was, in terms of musical films, it's it's okay. It was trying to be the next Les Miserables, and it's it's, it's not. Yeah, Les Miserables um, didn't Les Miserables well, so... <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> so really, it's not much of a bar to reach. I mean, moving so around at least everyone everyone could sing, I'll say that much. Well, Except for Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp just kind of growled and, and pulled candy out of his jacket. That's what he does best. Yep, and he wore a silly hat, which he also does best. <laughs> so, Nailed it. Anna Kendrick, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, recap, recap. Uh, Anna Kendrick, we love you. Keep doing more stuff. But maybe like try but, other things than musicals. And please don't do Wicked. Don't please. do Wicked, please. Please don't do Wicked. Just, just make sure Wicked gets buried, okay? Because the next time I hear popular, I'm going to stab somebody. Just wait for that marketing campaign when the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. Defying, defying gravity and popular everywhere. And then, Turn on the radio. It's either going to be a song from Frozen 2 or fucking Wicked. Frozen 2. Oh, that's my worst nightmare. It's happening. It is? It's been announced, yeah. Oh, that would be like a movie. I like it, but I work with children, so... Ah. <laughs> I don't... Luckily, my kid hasn't watched that yet. Right now, it's Cars. Yes. yes. Cars. And Cars is my least, oh, least favorite Bobby, Pixar film. Find something else. <laughs> I'm, I'm Incredibles. Letting, I'm letting him have it. Incredibles is a little too much for him right now, man. You think so? Big, Big Hero 6. That's a I great didn't one. see that one. I didn't see that one either. So good, guys. Really? Well, it's like in the way that the storyline is like made completely clear for kids like they they literally tell you exactly what's happening like all the exposition they're like remember my parents died when i was six and you're like oh <laughs> yep okay got it got it like they tell so, you yeah, all right i will like, mark that down in my head they tell you step <laughs> by step what's happening what point of the plot <laughs> it is but like the, love- the humor is like completely Funny. for adults like every joke they make, the kids will think, "Oh, this is an action movie. A lot happened." And the like parents will say, "That was a really good comedy." Like, it, yeah, it's it's got something for everybody. It's awesome. Speaking of comedies, there let's do our game show. Oh, good transition. Transition. <laughs> so we uh, got something right with this cast. <laughs> <laughs> something, not everything. So if you weren't, uh, if you didn't hear the Eric Roman cast, go back, listen to it. It's four hours. Not really. It's three. LB, what was it? <laughs> I lost count. Long. We did uh, the Spock off, in which he uh, Birch gave us questions. We had to discuss them, and he'd give us points on how well our answers were. And uh, points are worth a billion, and you win a prize at the end. Yep. Uh, and I know nothing about Star Trek, so it was just an educational thing for me. So, <laughs> so we're doing our um, comedy off, or last comic st- sitting. Let's go. I'm yes. lying down. <laughs> I'm lying down too. So. I am also lying down. Okay. Lying down. <laughs> Last comic laying down. <laughs> oh, we are so professional. I just found the subtitle for this thing for this guy. <laughs>
Uh, so I will be I will be giving you guys questions, and you will have to convince me your answers in a minute or two, and then I will hand out points as I see fit, and the winner will get cookies. Oh yeah, you, really? Don't mess with my heart, Bill. If this like, is a lie, are like... you mailing out cookies? No, but I do plan on seeing all of you within a couple of months, so I will bring you cookies. All, all right, of us? Do we all win right now? No, you don't win. You have to. Woo! You have to work Get for it. Get writing. You have to work for it. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the first question is the best comedy of the last ten years. Okay. Uh, who would like to go first? Oh, you mean with the impossible question? Yeah, the, the, best, the best comedy in the last 10 years. <laughs> 10 years is a long time. Such a long time. That's like 2005? Yes. <laughs> what was I doing in 2005? I don't even remember. I graduated. 2000, 2005. I, I call not it going first. <clears throat> All right. You, uh, so we don't have a bunch of dead space. Let's go with Mr. Quiet, LB. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want a dead space, I was the perfect person to go to. Uh, <laughs> all right, favorite comedy of the last. No, no, 10... not favorite. Best, yeah. best. That's Stephen. Best way. So like best best comedy film. Yeah. Oh, dear that's God, why, that's why I said Google. best comedy movie of the last ten years. Okay. Uh... What was your? Well, I mean, you can say your favorite, and then you have to convince me that why it was the best. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, are you no. going to explain it anymore, or are you just going to leave it there? I think it explains itself, Bill. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> he just—he already dropped the mic. So. Yeah, the 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 mic is dropped. Uh, okay, so are we guardians of the Galaxy? Birch, what do you got? Oh, fuck, hang on. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna... I just went to a list of best 20 comedies of the last 10 years. Oh, I'm, gonna de- I'm gonna defend wow. the top one. Whatever the top one is, I'm gonna defend it. Hang on, I gotta find it. This is gonna be good. Okay, it's... Oh, God, did we lose him? Super Troopers. Super, super troopers. troopers. How oh, fitting, God. since we talked about Super what? Troopers too. Wait, am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, uh, super, I didn't. Troopers. I didn't see Super Troopers. So <laughs> go to the, go to the first one you I saw. I know that they have that. They have that one joke where he says, uh, "Right meow." Okay. So that's that was funny. Birch, go to the <laughs> go to the first one you saw from two up. Okay, going up. Uh oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Super bad. Absolutely not. No. Who wrote this? Okay. List? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll do this one. Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh okay. okay. You uh, defend. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tropic tell- Thunder is first of all amazing. And we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means that yeah, not not real. Okay, so uh, we lost Birch, and as we try to get him back. So- Anna, Yep. He's trying. <laughs> he's, he's, because nope, there he is. Nope, nope. Like, like... <laughs> going really well for him. I get his point. I really see his point. Yep, yep. 
Uh-huh. I'm convinced. <laughs> He's won- He may have won the vote. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anna, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll take a stab. Okay. Um, this is really hard because I think there are, like, there are a lot of movies that I think were super funny in the last decade. Um, but I guess I'm going to go maybe with the most influential comedy. Okay. Um, and I would say that's Bridesmaids in okay. that it kind of revolutionized women in comedy in the way that, like, that's like the first real movie that I remember being all, really female-led that was laugh-out-loud funny that everybody agreed was super funny. And I think maybe one of the first, I think the first female-led comedy that people were just like, this is great, women are funny, great job, ladies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't pick through the other one. There's so many funny movies. I like. It's hard to say because, you know, comedy is so subjective. So I could say, oh, this is funny for this reason, and this is funny for this reason, but I'll say the most. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I, I never saw Bridesmaid. Wow. And you're asking us to convince you, huh? Yeah, I have never seen it, and you're trying to tell me this is the best one, and you did a really bad job of explaining why. (laughs) (laughs) I assumed you'd seen it. Does that mean uh, Tropic Thunder wins? (laughs) I guess it does. What a terrible win. Point for Chris. What's up? Chris gets gets 10 points. LB gets uh, 5 points. And Anna gets 1 point. I I've heard nothing but good things about of uh, bridesmaids, but you didn't really sell me on it. You want me to go line for line on why it's funny? You had your chance. Next Open. question, Anna. Open. Anna, you lost points purely because Bill has not seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to say two words about the movie I watched. I still got five points. Well, well, Chris won. Chris won because I realized I saw Tropic Thunder five times in theaters. Oh, this this show is rigged. <laughs> yep, basically. We're really sexist. How many times has Bill seen it? You get the points. <laughs> That's not even true. It's more of, I do want to see Bridesmaid, but you did a really job, bad job of convincing me of why it was great. Oh, just because, you know, revolutionized a comedic movement. But whatever, not a big deal. I, I was going to say, you had the best explanation. <laughs> um, excuse me. And we lost Bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to make a point? I'm not saying Birch had a bad explanation. We just couldn't hear it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Anna, you get five points. Okay, yeah, that seems more justified. Okay. So, uh, Birch, are you there? No, he's not. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a real long time explaining this next one. What was the worst comedy movie you've seen in the last uh-huh. ten years? So just like the crappiest movie, or the crap, like the crappiest comedy, yeah, supposed to be comedy. What was what was the most painful movie you saw that was supposed to be I, comedy? I think I think I've got mine. All right, go. Uh, Funny People with Adam Sandler. It was a Judd Apatow movie. It had like Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, um, Leslie Mann, who's in every Judd Apatow movie. I feel. Um, it, I think it's supposed to be funny um, because it's called Funny People. And they list it as a comedy, but what it really looks like, and I've, I've talked about with this with a few other people, is like Adam Sandler's real life cry for help. Like, <laughs> how terrible his life is. Because it's a whole movie, you're just like, wow, 
you're really depressed and this is super, super sad. And like, there are a bunch of comedians in it that are, I guess, maybe trying, it's a darker comedy maybe, but then it ends or you think, but what it's really doing is shifting into another movie. Like it's still the same characters and like, they didn't talk about how it changed, but it did change. And then it ends again. And then there's another movie and it ends again, not with credits. I'm just saying like, it should have ended. Like, like Lord, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King style or just, it, it came to a clear conclusion and just kept going. Yeah, like several times it does that. And then like they just totally changed what they were doing. Like they kind of forgot where they were going with it and just started a whole new... It was terrible. Really terrible. Okay. LV, what is the worst movie? Oh, for, oh, hold on. Birch, are you back? You told me. Okay, yeah, you're back. <laughs> All right, so it's the worst movie you've seen in the last 10 years. LV, go. Your Highness. Oh, that's so good. Okay. That's the stoner comedy with uh, James Franco and what's his face. Uh, <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I saw it in theaters. I don't know why. And I've never before <laughs> wanted to walk out of the theater before. And I, I really did, but I, I didn't. I should have. It was just terrible. Uh, within five minutes, I was done. It was I, exactly what I should have expected from that movie. <laughs> Uh, I I honestly can't really defend it too well because I haven't seen it since then. But it was bad. Okay, Birch, if you are uh, if you've slain your goat to the Skype's gods, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try. Okay, um, Worst a million movie. ways to die, a million ways to die in the West. Okay, really, I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's it's I know Seth MacFarlane. Carlin's kind of humor, and Ted worked for me. It did. But, but watching this one, it's like, first of all, they gave away the funniest jokes in the trailers. Like, anything that wasn't oh, actually that. funny was given away already. Yep. And then everything else was like, they would do a joke, and then Seth would come out and explain why the joke was funny, which wasn't funny. Like, he would come out and just be like, "This was, you see, this is what we meant by that, and, and it's funny because this thing happened. And I was he did this every other joke, literally. It became the most obnoxious thing I'd ever seen. You did a really good Seth Fart yeah, McFarland you know, impression. You really yeah. did. You really did. So, uh, scoring for that round, Birch gets 10 points. Because, I mean, yeah. And really great, great uh, Ted McFarland impression. Uh, yeah. LB, LB gets uh, 10 points for pity. <laughs> Because he saw that terrible movie. <laughs> and Anna gets 15 points for a great explanation. Yes! Yay. Okay? I'm sure I was going to get tripped again. No, you were really good. And I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for all of you for watching that. And we lost Birch. <laughs> I like that every round the points are different. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to say that too. Like, huh. You know the you points never, don't matter. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. No, Bill, gonna... you made the matter. You said something about cookies. Yeah, you did. Now you do, you do. You do get cookies, but you don't know if the ne- the last one's going to be worth 30 billion points. Oh, I want that one. Yeah. So, really, you should just be thinking about the last question, but you can't think about it because you don't know what it is. Uh, All I know is I'm sad because I'm in last by one point. By five points. One point. Five points. One point. What's one point? 
Uh, Anna has 16 points, and I have 15. I'm keeping track, Bill. No, Anna had no, five I, points before. No, I got five points, so I have 20 points. She, she pitted no, you got out. one the first time. Yeah, and then we bumped it up to five because you guys were telling me I was When sexist. does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> she Let's... clawed for those four points, okay? Yeah, I, I, I fight for this. This is cookies, LB. It's no joke. Yeah. I take back when I was defending you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in last place by five points, LB. Okay. All right. Uh, we're trying to get Birch back, so he might just not win cookies. Um, Let's go. <laughs> okay. So number number three, your favorite Mel Brooks movie, and you have to convince me why it's the best one ever. Go. I I went first last time. Yeah, I'll be go. Oh, don't that. Mm, okay, uh, Blazing Saddles is clearly the best Mel Brooks film. Why? Uh, because it has the most irreverent humor, uh, but it's, uh, uh, I mean, not just because it's irreverent, it's funny. I'm, uh, it's a satire. I mean, they're all satires, but it is the... <laughs> I just love, he's talking himself into a circle. Going so well. Going... I, I'm basically arguing why, why all Mel Brooks films are great films. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think going be it goes beyond comedy in that what it's satirizing is obviously um, the way African Americans are treated in society, and sort of just pointing out just how ridiculous it, it is. I mean, how obviously ridiculous it was in the West, and then it's not really any different now. Or certainly no, wasn't no. different in the time the movie was made. Is what I mean. It was just. So I think I agree. Was, before I before I cut out, of, I think <laughs> I think it's the best uh, Mel Brooks films because of what it does beyond comedy. What it does, as like I was saying, as a satire, um, more so than the other films do. Okay. As far as social commentary, uh, Birch, are you still there? No, gotcha. He really, Hold on a second. He really needs to. Yeah, what's the question? Uh, best Mel Brooks. What's movie. the question? Best Mel Brooks movie. Gone. Okay, Anna, go. Um, I I want to agree with LB, but for the sake okay, of um... argument, <coughs> no, Chris, you, go, you go, missed Chris. your chance. Uh, Spaceballs is going to be my favorite Mel Brooks film. Okay. Um, because it's hilarious, and that's the point of his movies are to be funny. <laughs> I can't I can't top LBs on this one. I. I agree. Well, I mean, you guys did pick my two favorites. So, um, we will give LB 15 points. Yay. That's fair. Uh, Anna, you get 10 for picking my second favorite Mel Brooks movie. Yes. And so you guys are tied for 30. And Birch, uh, should Birch get points? Yeah, I think he should probably get 50 points because he's trying so hard. <laughs> we'll, 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 give him, we'll give him 50 points. Okay, nope. so he's, he's at 70. Oh, man. I'm losing to someone's not even here. <laughs> okay. Uh, for you two that are still around as we try to get Birch back. Uh, thank you, people, for sticking around for this podcast. This is great. Uh, your favorite comedian of all time. All time, huh? Yeah. Actually, I wrote it as ever. Uh, that is hard. Yeah. Um, that's why it's a game show. 
Oh, I see. I get it now. If I may, if I give you easy questions, I'd just be giving you cookies and not asking questions. Um. Hmm. LB, you got one? Um. Uh. Favorite comedian of all time? Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. This is going to seem out there. No, I got nothing. LB, <laughs> <laughs> are you your favorite comedian of all time? Am I my own favorite comedian of all yeah. time? <laughs> That's I can. I'm not. A, I'm not a comedian. I'm a. Why am I funny? You call me funny, Bill. I'm calling you funny like a clown. What? You, what kind of? Fu- oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Damn, I had an answer to this a minute ago. I mean, I like Louis C.K. as a stand-up comedian. Okay. But, you know, as far as... <sighs> Tell us how you really feel. I... So you're going with Louis C.K.? Y- yes. I j- he tells it like it is. Okay. And that's... Yeah. And there I... you go. Okay. Um. <laughs> I guess I'd have to go with... Um, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby, mm. Kevin Hart, Dimitri Martin. What? Uh, <laughs> I said one. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> you can't have like a, a 12-way tie. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they all are great in their own ways. And like it is impossible to pick one comedian that is the best of all time. That is, that is impossible because they're all like – Mitch Hedberg, I forgot to add him in. Um, <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> I, they all did amazing things with their comedy and are like truly talented. And there's probably way more that I could list, but you made me pick one, and you're a demon for doing that. Like, this is maybe the worst. This is Sophie's choice. What you're doing to me right now? This is <laughs> <laughs> the most unfair question I've ever been asked. So you know, screw you. It's only gonna get worse from here. Oh Bert, great, Bert, are you still around? Steve he Martin. agrees with me. He he won't even say anything. Your favorite comedian of all time, Birch, go. Yeah. Steve Martin. Oh, here. <laughs> Steve Martin. Freezen? Cuz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scoring. <laughs> uh, this was terrible. Anna gets two points. Kill <laughs> <laughs> him right. Because you're terrible. <laughs> Birch gets one point. LB, you get five points. Yes! This is the worst. You're only saying that because you're in last place. No, I'm not. I just, this, um, <laughs> you know, for all the comedians out there, I'm saying this is the worst. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> the comedian you hate the most. <laughs> oh, well, that one's easier. Sarah Silverman. Reasons? Um, Sarah Silverman is the reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not funny. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Reasons? Carrot, uh, by far the least funniest person that I... Like, n- not only is he not funny ever, he just is incredibly strange to me. Kind of like Carrot Top. He's 50 now. Because he makes fun of himself. No. 
No, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, that's uh, LB gets five points. Yes. Anna gets eight points. What? Because uh, Kiritas the least funny person. Al, I just wanted to tie it at 40. Oh, okay. 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 I'll take it. Okay. This is worth all the bananas. The se- <laughs> 70 banillion points. Banillion? Banillion. <laughs> so it's, it's such a big, big number, you have no idea how many zeros are in that. If you had to make your Avengers-style comedy movie, or The Expendables, where you get all the superstars you want and you throw them into a movie, who is your cast and what is the plot of the film? My God, like that could be a podcast in itself. That's why it's seventy billion points. Well, I think Anna already named her cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're gonna I... CG Mitch Hedberg in there. <laughs> you don't know. Um, all right. Yep, we'll go through it again. <laughs> uh, Richard Pryor, he's dead too, so that's gonna be easy. Um, Bill Cosby, which will be also tricky. Uh, Dimitri Martin, Mitch Hedberg, also dead, also tricky. Um, we'll put Bill Murray in there. Uh, Kevin Hart. Okay. And Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, must. And they are going to be uh, superheroes. They they have superpowers, but they aren't. Uh, they're not good at them. So they haven't really reined in the power that they have. And so they just do epic fails constantly. I think I own this movie. It's called Mystery Men. No, no. Mystery <laughs> Men, first off, would have been my top choice of comedy if it would have you know, been in the last okay. since I was born. Um, whoa, whoa that, that came out when you were born. Trust me. They, they, no, I mean, like, it, it's not in the last 10 years. Okay. Um, but they, ha- they don't actually have, like, super, one of them has a superpower. Um, some of them are pretty good at a skill, but this is like, they, they can, you know, suit like super jump. I, I sort of, I sort of stole part of this from Isaac Banish, so I'm going to take Isaac's plotline on this because I just think it's a great movie. Don't worry. We'll never have Isaac on the podcast. That's a lie. <laughs> Isaac, contact us. <laughs> but they can super jump, but they can't super land. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He told me about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I would steal Isaac's. Plot because he I got there first and that's an unfortunate rule of of comedy uh, of yeah of comedy stealing other people's jokes it's super and cool. it, I can't super land yeah yeah I like it thanks I not only did I steal someone else's work but I put a lot of dead comedians in a movie <laughs> so uh, now it's gonna are, be a hit are all the dead comedians the bad guys to make it easier uh no I want to make it as difficult as possible okay okay LB. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. My uh, epic comedy movie would star Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray. And it would be called Ghostbusters 3. (laughs) And it would have been made in probably the early 90s. It would have been all about hell breaking loose. And uh, yeah, that'd be it. You mean Ghostbusters, the video game? With uh, Rick Moranis? Yes. <laughs> That's it. I don't, I don't like that movie. <laughs> I don't like that movie. Mine's way more better. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, Elby's playing the favorites card here. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. Uh, cookies for everybody, even Chris. Yeah! Yes! We did it! Uh, the real winner is me. Because I won't get diabetes. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> uh, so, we're not gonna, it looks like we're not gonna get Birch back, unless he's back. Mm. No. So, thank you so much, Anna, for coming around to the podcast. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Yeah, I hope you had fun. <laughs> Especially, like, all in one night. This has been a crazy night. Yeah, one night. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Man. <laughs> we promise we'll get Birch's uh, internet working one way or another. Until then, this is over a couple of drinks. Ooh, see you next time, people. Hooray. Hooray. Doing the out- outro stuff. What's outro stuff? We just kind of talk, but we do a really bad job of it. Oh, then we're killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs>